Hi, my name's Sean Taylor. This is my friend Chris Ford, aka the Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. Definitely fame by this yeah. point. Uh, you'll beat a thousand subscribers, no question. That's fame in my eyes. I don't know a thousand people. So it's big. I'm appreciative of it. We have been hanging out in this basement for a while and we needed to end with a palate cleanser. <laughs> because like four we, hours. We did. We we just uh, we just watched the movie and did the reactions. Not any good movie, the the actual bad one, and kind of caught our reactions. And then we just did a review of the movie, which, as you can imagine, was pretty similar. But it's all right because we're gonna end with a palate cleanser, end on a positive note. In fact, a very positive note because oh, we're yeah. gonna talk about our top five episodes from Book to Earth. And I don't know how else to lead into it other than that it is one of the three best books of my favorite <laughs> television show. What else do you say? And that's still we'll we'll talk about this at some point at time. I still might hold it as better than book three, uh, but we're gonna be able to after we're done, we're gonna be able to objectively say which one is better once we combine all of our scores. We will be able to objectively argue about which one is better. Yes. But I am really looking forward to that conversation, and we have uh, another expert that I think we'll have to loop in for that one, as I yeah. think she'll be very disappointed if we don't. She'll probably be yeah. wrong. Or she'll probably agree with me, which is kind of nice to have for once. Uh, I do think she agrees with you more than me on a lot of stuff. Except I, I think she agrees with me on more meaningless stuff, <laughs> but then on like actual impactful things like Zuko's character and things like she definitely takes your side. So it's nice in this potential discussion when we have it uh, that I feel like she'll be more on my side. But she's also very insightful, so maybe she'll rewatch and change her mind. Yeah. Uh, but we'll do that after we're done with all the seasons. All I know is that book one, we're really sorry. Nobody's probably going to defend book one. It's still great. Still great. And maybe, I mean, that first finale of book one, those two episodes are, they're fantastic. So, uh, way to go out with a bang book one. We still love you, but we're now on to book two, which was a much more interesting full slate of episodes to pick for here. And I think it turned into 10 pretty good picks. Ten. What do we have? Unique picks like uh, we have seven. Seven unique episodes yes. between. So yes, little dissension, but not too much craziness. I don't really have much other lead in. Do you just want right. to get started? No, let's get started. All right, let's do it. At my number five, it is the episode "The Guru," uh, and it had a nine point one score for me. Absolutely love this episode. Mostly all just because of Aang's arc. I just love that moment of. Of gosh, when the guru tells him that, like, yes, Angus felt a great deal of, of pain. Um, and he used to know love, but love is like energy, it can never be taken away, it just transforms into new love. And the picture of Katara there, um, that moment it just means so much to the character of Aang. Gosh, just thinking about it, it makes me hate that I just watched that movie. <laughs> All those great things that you just said, totally inapplicable to the movie. <laughs> Gosh, the, never mind. I'm sorry. The movie didn't have, like, when Aang wakes up, right, and Katara's the first thing he sees, it didn't have that in there. And that is fairly, I feel like it's vital to that character. I think we said something on the lines of you can pretty much throw out Katara and Sokka and yeah. not miss a whole lot. Yes. Yeah, that remains true. Uh, but yeah, okay, that's my number five. That's a great number five. Like, if that's your number five, and we sure. really enjoyed that episode... That has to say good things. You might be less inspired by my number five, which is whatever. I love it. It's the blind bandit. And so it's where they see Toph essentially in the wrestling ring with the boulder and the other bad guys. 
and it's just my kind of episode and that it's a little goofy and yet very impactful like long-term impactful things happen in the episode that are meaningful and make it memorable but the episode itself is is pretty goofy and lighthearted. Uh, but it's a lot of fun, and you get introduced to Toph in a very appropriate way. It's Toph. Uh, I was going to say, what you get with Toph right away is pretty much what Toph remains. for the moment. She has great arc. Not great. Yeah. She has some arc throughout the series, but it's just a really good Toph, first impression of Toph. When you're Toph, you don't need an arc. Right? You, you, you come fully assembled. You do, <laughs> and I think it makes you appreciate when actually she has like arc development pieces. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that's coming from Toph. That's got to count like double. Yeah. So uh, it's just a really nice introduction to who Toph actually is going to be. And you get that air of mystery and goofy fighting and all that stuff. I love it. It's a Sean episode. Yeah, it didn't make my list, but it is definitely one of the most memorable episodes. It didn't make your list, but we had somewhat similar scores. I think yours was like an 8.5 and mine was oh, an 8.7. Yeah. So you yeah, just generally had a few higher scoring yeah. things. So it was a similarly scoring at least. All right. Number four for me is the Crossroads of Destiny, which is weird to say because I don't think That's going harsh, yeah. into this, I would have thought the Crossroads of Destiny would have been number four. It's fairly low for the. But you had a tie here. Oh, okay. You did have a three-four tie, and I used our overall scores to break the tie. So it just means that I rated. You know, looking at what's number three, I'm fine. That seems... I'm fine with it. Which is probably completely. Am I? As I say, am I thinking of this backwards? No, that that wasn't a tie. Those were separated. You had a tie at four five. Oh, okay. Like that's surprise. So the crossroads of destiny. It means I liked crossroads of destiny on my side slightly more Mm -hmm. than the guru. Uh, But yeah, crossroads of destiny is it's a really great finale. We talked about before, like it's the Star Wars finale where you end on just the most somberest of notes. Like the stakes have been raised. Also, I mean, maybe the stakes have just been cut out because they took. (laughs) Bossing say stakes like, are done they're yeah, overdone are done, yeah. done though, right um so where do our heroes go from there you just leave the heroes in such a very peculiar uh spot for so many situations so many different reasons um oh also just great animation great fighting such a terrific fight between ang and azula versus i'm sorry <laughs> ang and, uh ang and Katar versus azula and zuko um that's just done done so really well so that one got a 9.1 as well my number four, if I could take it back, I'd probably score it a little lower. But just it's not even as impactful as, say, the previous episode. But mine was The Cave of Two it's Lovers. It's least impactful on this list. It is easily the least uh, important and meaningful episode on the list. It's almost strictly goofy. But it's it, you get some very nice emotional tension in between Aang and Katara. Um, I wouldn't... I mean, I guess you could call it character development to an extent. But it's more of a relationship development. Yeah. And it's a really... That's a ship that i really uh that i really pull for just the prime the main ship the only ship that matters <laughs> and again that's just kind of a sean episode it's pretty goofy pretty lighthearted. uh but i also love the badger moles at the end i have a thing for large oversized extremely destructive animals and just the or- the origins of earthbending is kind of mm-hmm. interesting too so yeah. uh again not the most impactful by any means on this list but a fun episode at a minimum uh, yeah, this list, is, I, don't, I don't know where it comes in on my ranking. I know it's probably nowhere in the top 10, if I had to guess. Um, but it's it's fine episode. It's very memorable. Secret Tunnel, every Avatar fan can uh, can yell that out. And it's uh, I'm sure everyone will join them. It's, As most people are going to figure it out, right? I'll figure out what you're going for there. I don't remember where you had it on your list, but you did have a big log, log jam in your middle. So it could be like a point away from being yeah. in your top six or seven and a point away from being in your bottom five. Yeah. Um, which, hey, that's just a testament to the quality of the season overall, I suppose. Yeah. Sounds like a good thing. 
Uh, number three for me is Zuko alone. It's, it's such great Zuko <laughs> character development here. I don't see why you don't love this episode. I, um, I didn't have it scored as low as we probably are thinking. Yeah. But, man, like, the crap that Zuko goes through. And also, I love that this episode really covers just war and what it does to people. Um, and how people view different people. Because Zuko helps out that village. But they still don't want his help. And I completely buy into why they don't want his help. Because he is the son of the fire lord he who is pushing this war not the weak um, movie fire lord but the actual one like it's yeah. a scary thing not a <laughs> yeah exactly um man zuko just it's just so much it's, he's just zuko alone it's just it's an episode that just completely informs the character of, of zuko also we learn even more about his past about um what happened to his mother because before this you don't really think about the mother all that much but you learn even more about her you learn about the fire nation uh politics and everything and how ozai rose to power you also learn even more about iroh um so just lots of great stuff happening in that episode for me it, that one got also like a 9.15 out of 10 the ending of that episode is probably one of the sort of the deeper more real life deeper moments in the entire show like just that conflict of this guy clearly did just help us mm -hmm. but how would you respond and we had the discussion of like even we would like to think of ourselves as pretty good people but you almost feel obligated to respond exactly like that like that town oh, did yeah. um i don't i don't hate this episode i just give zuko a hard time because he brings most of his problems on himself by way of being a uh a teenager is about what it amounts to. Um, I still had it rated fairly high. It's easily in my top 10, just not my top five. Yeah, okay. right. I just like to make fun of Zuko. You just don't like it the way you should like it. I just, <laughs> I just appreciate uh, humor more than teenage angst. Clearly, the cave, the cave of two lovers. I could sing you that full song right now, and I'm not going Zuko to because your children are asleep, but I could. Hmm. Um, whatever. Zuko alone is a really impactful, strong, and relatably or realistically deep episode especially by cartoon standards yeah. my number three i gotta look over here my number three was the guru which i already kind of mentioned that my liking for the guru broke the tie um, from chris's guru in crossroads of destiny and what i like most about the guru uh, on a superficial level is it's probably the most visually interesting episode since the finale of season one like i think it's the most in visually interesting episode in season two yeah. Um, I won't say by a mile, but it just it's so memorable in some of the different visual things that happen in that episode. And it's such an interesting story, and there's so many different things happening all at once. It's a great episode. I'm a little surprised that we both didn't have it a hair higher, but again, just a testament to overall quality. Yeah, I mean, technically, I have it higher than you. For some reason, I think I'm just... Maybe I just like the season more than you, because I have it at 9.1, you have a 9.05. So across the board, my scores on the whole season were a hair lower. Not dramatically, but yeah. across the board, they were all a hair lower. Yeah. That might manifest itself in, a, in an argument someday. That'll be fun to talk about. I think we'll just physically fight. Let's physically fight. That's why we don't get together in the same Objet basement geek. ever. It's got to keep our distance. Sean objectively knocked out Chris. <laughs> I, was being, I was being generous there, giving you the knockout. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate well. it. <laughs> I, I, I can show the keyboard man i'll stop this whenever i want that's true it's true true tyranny man, you're in my house i could shoot you that's true it's, i think it's legal here <laughs> yeah. we're we're in kansas i think it's fair i think it's okay here i don't remember 
What'd you shoot him for? He disagreed <laughs> with me on the children's show. No, it's like, what'd you shoot him for? It's a, book two is so much better than book three. The officer. Officer. Yeah, right, then you. bring it back down to a respectful tone after you flip the table. <laughs> huh. All right. Uh, my number two is the tales of Ba Sing Se. Um, and really, you could just say the tale of Iroh. <laughs> and and that's really what if we were ranking story. just on that my rankings would look much different mm, if you no. were looking just at that story i mean that stuff was just so powerful to me like ah oh man leaves from the vine is, is just so good like that whole story of iroh like you think you start off you think it's just just a regular day in, in iroh's life and then you figure out that oh it's actually the um anniversary of his son's death or is his son's birthday it's his son's birthday. He says, happy birthday, my son. That's right. Um, but, and then he sings that song. It's just so many great things were done. was done in that episode. Uh, you can't say anything, you know, really bad about Iroh's part. Um, I think Aang's part is probably the worst aspect of it. Yeah. And then everyone else's is good to great. I think the Toph Katara one is, is really, it's pretty great. And then Iroh's just like skyrocket way up there. If I can chime in just because I don't have it on my list, spoiler alert, but I do want to talk. I I really, (laughs) I wouldn't change a thing. If you could just rate Iros, that'd be great. And I actually prefer Oppa's to, uh, not that Toffing Guitars is bad, but I like seeing the the interim. I like seeing all the things that happen in there. Um, That's very interesting to me, and that's a good one. Honestly, the other ones I could just, I could do without, and that hinders my memory of the episode. But it's so much worth watching just to, just to get in touch with the best character in the show, in my humble opinion. Probably. Probably is the best character. Mm. <laughs> gotta do a, a list on that one. Day, one day oh, days. that'll be a fun list, too. Well, I have the best uh, female characters. I gotta do a best guy character at some point, or I'll be Setsus. So. That's fair. Mm. Yeah. And then best overall mm. character, well, just another fight waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. Mm. We all know that Appa's the real best character here. True. I didn't... Yeah. Maybe should I put Does it count as a character? I don't know. Oh, I, well, I didn't put Naga on the girls list. So, Naga's a girl. So That's I can't true. Put We'd have to, yeah. Gotta uh, play it fair. That's true, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're number two. Uh, Crossroads of Destiny. All the things that you said. It's not as good as the season one finale. Recall that season one finale did have mm-hmm. two full episodes to work with. And, but we mentioned several times that it kind of feels like the last four episodes of season two sort of feel like they all go together in a finale but in the end it actually does not uh, so it's not that good but it's an extremely high standard crossroads of destiny is extremely exciting um it doesn't have the same you don't feel as confident going into season three as you did coming into season two coming off the the big victory so to speak yeah. um and so obviously that adds to the drama and the tension I th- I, it just lacks some of the excitement of this finale of season one. But long story short, it's still the number two episode on my list. Where I give it nine point two, and it it's extremely memorable and leaves you probably more curious than at any other point you would be in the entire series as to what's going to happen next. Yeah, on to the number one spot, and we don't even have to separate this because we have the same number one. It is Lake Lao Guy. And I have to say, going into the season, I didn't expect that to be... Like, I've always loved the episode, but I don't think I've, I've really just put it in my head, like, yeah, this is the best episode. And it, I mean, and it really feels like a finale. 
I always would have just presumed the finale would be my favorite because it is good. It's not if it's a bad finale, maybe you just, oh, the finale is going to be my favorite. No, same way. I never would have pictured it as being my top. But it, it is. It's it's so exciting from beginning to end. It feels like you almost, they're going to kind of wonder what's going to happen after that in the mm-hmm. rest of the season. Yeah, I think so many plot lines uh, come to the conclusion there. You have the jet plot line comes to a pretty quick conclusion. Uh, no more no more i'm not happy about it uh and then the appa storyline finally after so many leaving um yeah like it and that's what made it really feel like a a season finale because this whole season most of it was about uh getting appa back it wasn't about telling it wasn't necessarily about telling the earth king about uh, Day of Black Sun, all those things, sure, that was one of the reasons why they went to Boston to say, but it was all about Appa. Appa was that um, was that piece that was missing from Team Avatar. So yeah, so that felt a lot like the season finale. Also, there was the action. I love that action scene so much. It felt like Team Avatar at full strength. Um, and yeah, I just absolutely love that. There's so many great things happening in that episode. The Appa storyline is like the season within the season. And it's the majority of the season, really. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the important, interesting things are in the Appa is missing storyline that you kind of lose sight of the little beginning and the little end on either side of that. Uh, and that's probably fine. Like, again, that's the important part that happens here. I think what uh, it's just so many gratifying things here of getting Appa back. You get to see the douchebag taken care of finally. What's his name? Long Fang. I thought you were saying Jet. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm not that mean, but yeah, it's not going to hurt my feelings. And then, it's uh, again, just so many gratifying things all coming, all coming together in one spot. Uh, it feels like it should be two or three episodes also, but no, it's all yeah. jam-packed, uh, but not movie jam-packed, just like regular good TV episode jam-packed yeah. into one place. Oh, and then I c- cannot go without saying this, Iroh's speech to zuko like just he freaking just tries to just literally smack some sense and to zuko not literally i hate saying anyway he just tries to smack sense into zuko just like i'm begging you prince zuko like he's tear worthy yeah he's just trying to reach out like this is his last like there's no more soft iroh like he has to be hard with zuko because apparently zuko's not getting it after all this time how can you uh, and, and seeing <laughs> seeing Zuko put Iroh through all this trauma is like that just makes me hate Zuko more. Like, why would you do that? I look at him. Why would you do that to your uncle Zuko? But is the best part just the mere fact of like you know uh, Zuko goes through all the trouble to get down into Lake Laogai and then Iroh just appears there and you're just like yeah, that makes that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because Iroh is so freaking. He's not skilled, gonna he's not like... gonna struggle to get past any of those clowns. Yeah. You guys go all covert and everything. That is great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lake Lao guy is, is so good. And it ends on a really somber note. Like, Jet dies. Like, Katara... Really somber is probably an yeah, exaggeration. Really Whatever, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, spirit water. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't use that spirit water on him. Because she knew she'd need it later. Yeah. The mere so, fact that she is offering to use it on Zuko later is more frustrating mm-hmm. than the fact that she didn't yeah use it on jet in my opinion yeah that's the more frustrating part what a great episode though uh, and to not be the finale is just it's, it doesn't mean anything other than it's just a nice surprise i suppose yeah no i'm 
like I said, I'm surprised Lake Wild Guy was is the number one, and I firmly hold it hold it there. Like it's it really is that amazing. I think even the creators thing is really amazing because listen to the commentary. Um, you know, they were saying like, yeah, we just come off of Lake Wild Guy, and like we feel like yeah, this is like one of our favorite episodes. Um, and yeah. when you think about the third season, like if we count the finale all as one episode, it's like is that really even going to be fair as to picking your favorite one? Yeah, so we'll have to think about that one differently or yeah. we'll just end off like, how you're supposed to end, yeah like lake wow guy does so much with 22 minutes yeah they're um, gonna compare that to the season one finale which is amazing but again two it, episodes, you yeah. get 45 minutes that's a good that literally doubled your time to tell yeah. an admittedly very great story and this does it all in 22 minutes and it does a lot more storylines in 22 minutes mm-hmm. than uh especially the finale of season one especially the finale of season two yeah, we mentioned before that Zuko's really only in the episode for about maybe five minutes, but there's so much happening with his character development that it feels like he takes up a, a good portion of the episode. Then you watch it and you forget, like, oh, no, he's only in there a little bit. It is the most critical five minutes of Zuko's existence in the yeah. series to this point, and I'm pretty comfortable saying that. Yeah. Iroh, you hang in there, buddy. You just keep fighting the good fight, even if your nephew's a douchebag. Whatever, at least Longfang's gone. That makes me happy. Oh, not at that point. Not like Loud Guy. Oh, is he the next? Yeah. Um, Earth King. Yeah. You're right. No. Well, then technically it's actually Crossroads of Destiny. I think. But when he actually gets... Yeah, like just... I don't know what just... happened to Biddy. He gets disposed of at the end of the Crossroads of Destiny. Right? He's some in jail. She probably thought he was so little of a threat that she's like, you know what? I'll let you go. You mean so little but to me. But then Lake Loud Guy, doesn't he at least just get like batted out of the way by Opus Tail? That's Lake Loud Guy, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And but so he, that's he's still, still, he's still oh, present, but yeah. no, you no, you're get, like beat. You're, you're absolutely right, but it just feels really good to yeah. see him physically beaten. Yes. yes. I believe that's called schadenfreude. You get happy at other people's misfortunes. Um, yeah. That's what I feel when I see him get hit by a giant tail. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh but yeah so that's that's our uh top five it is a great season it's probably the second best season in this series yeah it's a fantastic season top to bottom it's probably the uh it's probably going to be the fullest see i think that's an agreement we'll all come to is that top to bottom it's probably like the fullest jam-packed of no mm-hmm. no no fillery nonsense i'm not saying i think it's yeah. the best by any means uh but our rankings our ratings very much demonstrate that there's huge log jams in the middle I was going to point out, just for fun, uh, the biggest difference we had on any episode was that you thought very highly of the desert, and that's not one that I liked very much, so I was going to see if you wanted to chime in on that one at all. Uh, I mean, that end there, it's really about the end there. I, I love a lot of the story aspects of Katara. This was, it was a really strong Katara episode, because she really held that team together. Like, like you could you imagine the Katara from the movie doing... <laughs> She'd be halfway into tears the entire time, yeah, and never once even remotely resolute or yeah. interesting. And then, and then the end there, we're up with Aang and in the Avatar state, like he's the most powerful being, and and he's crying in Katara's arms, like how pissed off he is, like just he goes in different voices, like, just tell me where Avatar is, like it's really epic, and it's epic, and then it forms the character of Katara. There's a lot of great things there. I didn't care for the, I just, there's, that's literally 30 seconds of the episode. And there is some good lead up and there's, uh, that one's got some good Toph and Sokka humor in it as well. Uh, and Katara, it is a, it's sort of an emotionally distressing episode and it's supposed to be. 
just not my style of episode. Yeah. I should have looked the other way to see which one I had rated way higher than yours. I would guess it's probably going to be like the yeah, the Blind Bander or the Cave of Two Probably Cave of Two um, which I'll still defend just because it's so memorable and so much fun. I will maybe next year's Comic Con if I can't find a, a generic green hoodie and blonde hair dye, I'll go as the hippie from the Cave of Two Lovers with a little ukulele. And uh, that's season two. Any any closing remarks? Uh, no, great season. I'm sure we'll have a video about the five worst episodes of season two. Yeah, we should. That one might be weirdly more interesting just because of the log jam of quality that one actually might be or more uh not more interesting maybe just more surprising as to what yeah. ultimately lands down there that we maybe wouldn't have expected because it'll still be a good episode and it'll be in the yeah. bottom five it'll be fun we'll yeah. do it yeah, we'll do it sometime yeah well great episode yeah uh in the meantime happy happy holidays whatever holidays you care to celebrate i uh, hope you have great ones let us know your favorite episodes and your least favorite episodes in the comments and we're looking forward to season three we might have one or two more things that we do in between here and there but season three is right around the corner and then it's gonna be perfect we're gonna finish up and then and well the live action series won't be ready yet but yeah legend of Korra, and we'll, about that time and live action series will be ready somewhere around there well we'll plot out legend of Korra exactly we'll make sure that we land it so that we hit the live action series right when it goes live which keep an eye on that and we'll keep you posted if we hear any news i don't think i have anything recently but uh, if we hear any news in between this and posting i'll probably edit it in right here okay thanks for tuning in guys it's been a pleasure and season two was fantastic see you later <laughs>